1: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These
2: ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co.
3: This is a podcast from Minute Media.
2: Welcome to the Rocks Pile podcast, part of Fan-Sided Podcast
3: Network. Here are your hosts, Kevin Henry and Noah Yingling.
1: And welcome into the Rockspile Rockies report. I am Noah Yingling, one of the co-experts of Rockspile. And I am joined 2,000 miles away from me right now by Kevin Henry, who is at Chase Field in Arizona. Kevin, how are you?
2: I am good. It is the finale of the 2021 season, as well as the series against the Diamondbacks. So forgive some background noise if you hear it. Uh, But yes, we are in the press box here at Chase Field as the Rockies and Diamondbacks finish up a disappointing 21 2021 season for both of them.
1: And the Diamondbacks will look to avoid, I believe 111 losses, which I mean, nobody thought they would, nobody thought they would be good, but not as bad as they have been. But also too, you look at the months of May and June and they, they won single digit games in the two months combined. So that's, that's not a great, Two months. <laughs> I,
2: I, I don't think any of us saw the Giants being this good or the Diamondbacks being this bad. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think the other three. I think we're pretty well in the Padres as well. Let's be honest. I don't think any of us saw the Padres. The, fire. the
1: first three months were the team that everybody expected.
2: Oh, they were the Padres teams, since
1: July are what we expected. The Diamondbacks would be. Yep,
2: <laughs> exactly right.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: they the NL West uh, will be very uh, different. Uh, next year, you have a feeling, especially with the news coming out of San Diego, uh, you know, and, and no surprise if Win Tingler is let go after the season. So, yeah, we'll
1: see what happens. So, and the Rockies will be changing most likely a little bit this off season. But before we talk about that, we have a word from Mr. Kevin Henry. You know, hey, uh, attention listeners
2: across the galaxy all the way from Australia to even Phoenix, Arizona. Do we have a grooming problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for take off with their fourth generation, brand new lawnmower 4.0. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. For your out-of-world experience, look no further than the... Performance package 4.0 from Manscaped that has just taken off not only here in the US, but also Canada, the United Kingdom, across Europe, Australia, South Africa, and yes, Noah, as you love to mention, even Singapore. Inside this package, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, urine nose hair trimmer, crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your whole solar system. So get 20% off plus free shipping with code fansided 20 that's f-a-n-s-i-d-e-d and the number 20 at manscaped.com that's 20% off plus free shipping with code fansided20 at manscaped.com escape the shrubs and weeds this summer and shine with manscaped and i'm sorry that i got a little quiet there at the end but the national anthem has just started playing so i have my apologies
1: (laughs) you know what kevin that's
2: baseball it is baseball
1: it it happens so
2: I'm going to let you chat for a moment while, while the National Anthem plays on here, Noah. So, what has been your perception of the series watching it from Ohio?
1: So, with the Rockies, well, I mean, being at Coors Field South, um, it, it's been two kind of Coors Field games. First game, Rockies won 9-7. to The second game, the Rockies were not in it from pitch one, essentially. Um, Antonio Sensatella had an awful start to his final start of the season. He allowed six runs in the first inning. He was yanked in the first inning, and the Rockies ended up losing 11 to 2. So the Rockies for the rubber match today, they will go with a bullpen game. They will have Ashton Dudos starting or the opener of the game. Originally, they were thinking of using Chichi Gonzalez, but Chichi Gonzalez was used yesterday in what ended up being a bullpen game. And he was designated for assignment before today's game as the Rockies recalled Justin Lawrence and Antonio Santos for their bullpen game today. And they sent back infielder Rio Ruiz. And then they DFA'd Gonzalez. We've talked about it for weeks. We've all known that Chichi Gonzalez is on a competitive team. He is not on your pitching staff. It's as simple as that. And, I mean, if you don't believe that, look at the numbers. Whether he's been out of the bullpen, whether he has been in the rotation, a 646 ERA is not going to get the job done. It's really as simple as that.
2: No, if you look at what's going into the postseason, or should say for the offseason for the Rockies, right now you've got Freeland, Marquez, Sensatella, and Gomberg. You have four solid starters. We don't know what's going to happen with John Gray. We don't know what condition Peter Lambert is going to come back in next year. We don't know how much Ryan Feltner will be in the mix or not. We don't know, of course, if they will try to bump up their starting pitching with some kind of offseason acquisition uh, with the Bill Schmidt era that we're going to talk about here in a few minutes. Yeah. But right now, I think that there are more questions about the rotation heading into this offseason than there are even more heading into last offseason.
1: And uh, to be honest, I'd I'd be surprised if they do get a starting pitcher, at least on the free agent market. Maybe perhaps in a trade they get somebody. But as Bill Schmidt said yesterday, and as Bud Black said earlier this week, they are looking for bullpen help and they are looking for power for the offense. Yep. And,
2: you know, there's been a lot made of the, we are not the Dodgers comment. And I will be writing something about that for rock real soon, because I followed up on that today. And I think that there's some very interesting things that we're need to add some context to that uh, statement that has just been blown. I think completely out of proportion uh, on social media.
1: And that's one thing with social media. And sometimes even with the, um with the scrums whether it's here on zoom or whether it is uh, in person like that one was with craig fiesel and bill schmidt and of course we're talking about bill schmidt being named the permanent gm because if you've been living under a rock for the last 24 hours as we recorded this um the bill schmidt has been named the permanent gm if you listen to the podcast if you read the site you already know that this was going to happen. And, in fact, I was going to do an article tomorrow or Tuesday saying the three things we know are going to happen here this off season, and one of them was going to be Bill Schmidt is going to be named the GM because we all knew it was yeah. going to happen.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, so, uh, the rock. Yeah, go ahead. No, you know.
1: I was just going to say that we just – you knew it was going to happen, and you knew they would have to make some adjustments, but – after all, it's the Rockies. And you can get upset at them all you all you want on some things, and rightfully so. But there's some things like you had mentioned with that with that comment where sometimes things are taken out of context. Yeah. And they may be perceived as a bad comment, but some sometimes they're just poorly worded. And it's it's just a quote of okay, they said this in the moment, maybe they weren't thinking clearly or they just said it wrong. I mean, we've all said, like, for example, oh, with Chi-Chi Gonzalez, for example, we might call uh, – might mess up his last name or his first name or with, even with players. I mean, oh, I, I meant John Smith, but I said Jay Smith or something like that. Sometimes that happens. But well, and, and there are times where that... they do need to be criticized for some of the things they say.
2: Sure. And you can criticize this move all you want. But as you mentioned, Noah, there was no doubt that this was going to be the move that was made. Yeah, And one thing that came out, and it has not been really discussed a whole lot, but one thing that came out of yesterday's decision, or conference, I should say, that we were a part of, is the fact that it, you know they were asked about going outside the organization and why that didn't happen. And the, the reasoning was that Think about all the challenges that Denver presents, the altitude, you know, the travel, all that stuff that we've talked about ad nauseum almost, it feels like. You know, to bring in new blood who has never dealt with that, obviously that's a huge learning curve to ramp up not only how to deal with that, but also the condition of the farm system, the condition of the team. There's a big learning curve there. And do you really want the Rockies heading into a very pivotal offseason with somebody who is trying to learn everything at warp speed and the Rockies felt like knowing everything that was at stake this season or this off season, that having somebody already familiar with the challenges of altitude, already familiar with how the farm system looks and to be honest, and it was discussed yesterday, how it needs to be restocked as well. There's a lot of things that are, they know are the problems and they believe that going internal to fix those problems was going to be a much quicker fix Than going outside the system. Now believe that, say you're drinking the Kool-Aid, whatever you want to say, I will tell you that is the Rockies belief. And that's the direction they're going to go. So you can say you're going to burn down 20th and Blake or whatever you want to say on social media. But unfortunately for you, that's not going to impact how they believe this system should be built. And they believe knowledge is power with this uh, in this scenario.
1: And as I was saying, and we've said before, there are going to be skeptics, and there should be, because sure. what have the Rockies done in the last 30 years? They've gotten a one World Series. That's it. And I mean, it, as much as Dick Monfort may think that he's Theo Epstein, he's not, because Theo Epstein is won three times. But if the Rockies... Do uh, a they have done better than most people expected? A this year. B since June they are above five hundred. Now is that fool's gold? I mean, we've even ran sites, uh, ran articles on the site, like one from Kevin Larson. A few it was probably it was over a month ago now. Are the Rockies fool's gold? He contended yes. But that's for you to decide. And I, there are some great things about the team. Like, for example, this is totally a personal opinion. There are some people who do not agree with me. I think that Greg Fiesel's comment yesterday about Bud Black is 100% true. He has done a heck of a job this year. Are there people who disagree? Absolutely. But guess what? That's part of the, that's that's baseball. That's the nature of the beast.
2: And one thing, Noah, and, you know, you and I have not talked about this, but if you notice what has gone on in now the last 24 hours or so since this announcement became official, how many words have we heard from owner? None. exactly. There has not been one comment, one statement made. And to me that shows me that Greg Fiesel was sitting in that chair next to Bill Schmidt yesterday, whenever we did the media scrum, that shows me that Greg Fiesel is being handed over some things from Dick Monfort. Now I can read into that. You call me crazy, whatever. But I think the fact that we heard more from Greg Fiesel yesterday than we did Dick Monfort speaks a lot.
1: And you there, like I said, there are some things they should be commended with. For example, Greg Fiesel becoming a team president. They have a team president now. You can argue whether or not he's the right guy, but at least they recognized, and we mentioned this before, they needed a team president. Last time they had one was with Kelly McGregor. That was a decade ago. They needed a team president. They saw that problem, and they put in a guy who they think will do the job again. Could he be the right guy? Time will tell. But they've at least identified what the problems are. Now, can they find the correct solution?
2: I I think one thing that we have to do, and by we, I mean the Rockies fan base, is that you can't automatically say this is going to be a failure just because. I think that you've got to actually see how will Bill Schmidt be different this offseason? Will he be more of a a gambler shall we say will he be more uh active in the market we don't know the answer to those questions yet so to say that everything is going to stay the same that's it's a presumption it's it's not something we know for sure so i I think that we're going to need to get to spring train next year and look back to say oh it's the same old same old or did we actually see some differences being made
1: and also too i mean as we already know There's fans saying, okay, I'm never going to support the team again because Bill Schmidt has become the GM and all that. What if he signs Trevor Story to a seven-year deal that doesn't have an opt-out and has a no-trade clause in it? Does that change your mind? It it
2: would change – I will just say I think that this team, and and we've talked about this a lot while I've been here in Arizona. I've been talking with some of the other folks who are traveling with the Rockies about this. It's going to take more than one or two signings to get this team to where it needs to be. The the Giants and Dodgers have both set very high bars this year in the NL West. And you can say, well, the Giants caught fire this year with their veterans and they're going to sink back to earth next year. Whatever your opinion is on that, the Dodgers aren't going anywhere. Yeah. And so, you know, you've got to be realistic. And again, going back to the, we're not the Dodgers comment. Uh, I think that we've got to be realistic that this is a team that even if you do say, okay, we're going to bring CJ Crome back, we're going to bring Trevor story back. We're going to bring John Gray back. You know what that means? You've got the same team basically as you do this year.
1: Yeah,
2: You've got to do more than that.
1: But what if they bring those three guys back, they and they get two, three good relievers they get a starting pitcher, they get an outfielder. Absolutely. Things could change. Absolutely. Is that going to happen? My opinion? No, that's not going to happen. First pitch, 12, that's too many things
2: eight,
1: 12, 12, to 13, 12, ask them to do.
2: Be yeah. Will this they is, be a
1: playoff contender next year? Probably not. No, no. And, and we will talk about this
2: after the break, but I'm just going to tease it right now. <laughs> next year is going to be a bridge year. Rockies fans, buckle up for it, because it's not going to be a playoff-contending team. But can it be a bridge team? Absolutely. And we're going to talk a little about that a little bit more after the break here on the Rocks file. Rockies report. So, Kevin Henry back here on the Rocks Rockies Report, along with my friend and fellow co expert, Noe Engling. Uh, I am in Arizona. I sat in yesterday on the meeting with Bill Schmidt and uh, Greg Fiesel. Uh, great stuff uh, that you'll be seeing more about. Uh, throughout this month on our site. Also, some great uh, interviews with Charlie Blackman, Trevor Story, which we will get to in just a moment. Uh, But I want to get back to the bridge comment, though, And I want to tell you something that stood out to me. And I have heard a name over and over and over this season. And I think it's worth noting, Ezekiel Tovar. Tovar is going to be, and is expected to be, I should say, the shortstop of the future for the Colorado Rockies. Tovar is a guy that they are anticipating will be a guy who slips into this role and can be a very, very good player at the major league level. Now, Tovar is still a ways away from getting to that point. So let's play a scenario here, Noah. Let's play a scenario that Trevor Story does not re-sign with the Rockies because I don't think he's going to, especially after what we've seen this past week and some of the comments. So you're going to need a bridge to get from Trevor Story to Ezekiel Tovar. I think that that is likely going to be a two-year bridge. That would be my guess. If the Rockies can find somebody out on the market, sign them for a two-year deal to be that guy until Tovar is ready, then I think that that solves a lot of problems for this team immediately. Are they going to be a Trevor Story level? I doubt it. But if it's somebody that's very serviceable and Ryan McMahon continues to make steps forward, Brendan Rogers continues to make steps forward, can they be that plug in and be good enough? Absolutely.
1: And I wonder personally if they decide to go with a bridge that's a little bit longer and they plug in Elorius Montero at third base, move McMahon to second. And have Rogers at short because Montero's done really well. He's one of the Rockies' top prospects, and he's done really well in the minor leagues this year. At ninety-two games in Hartford, hit two seventy-nine with a three sixty-one on base, twenty-two homers, sixty-nine RBIs. In twenty-seven games in Albuquerque, he has hit two eighty-eight with a three sixty-eight on base, six homers, seventeen RBI. He's twenty-three. Yep. Yeah, and. You
2: know, one thing that I have – I've never heard it outright, but I've heard a lot of things said, is that there is a belief that Brendan Rodgers has really found a home second base for this team. Now, can you move Montero to third and play the shuffle in the infield? Absolutely you can. But I think there is a thought within the organization that that might not make the Rockies as strong infield-wise yeah. as, it, as it would the other way. It's a possibility. Don't get me wrong. But I think that they are looking to see if there's something they could plug in short and keep Rodgers and McMahon where they are right now. Now, what does that mean for Montero? I have no earthly idea. But I think that they're getting ready to have a wealth of corner infielders that they've got to figure out something to do with.
1: And also, too, I mean, realistically, the Rockies would love if they could have McMahon at third and Rodgers and Hampson at short or second. The problem is Hampson is not developed with the bat. Simple as that. Great defender. Great base runner. And he's versatile. He can play the outfield as well. But he can't hit. I mean, let's be honest. He
2: can't hit. Well, what's one thing that we've heard time and time again just in these last couple of weeks, and I've heard it again here in Arizona, the Rockies have to add more power in the offseason.
1: They have to have more hitters in general. (laughs) They
2: do. they do. And so let's let's assume, and again, it's an assumption, but let's assume you're going to lose Trevor Story. There's 20 home runs you've just lost right there. Yeah. How are you going to at least get those 20 back? Let alone, you know, we don't know what CJ Krohn's future looks like. Uh, I, and I do think a lot of it, as you mentioned, is the outfield and trying to find somebody who can be a slugger in the outfield.
1: If you lose Crone and you lose Story, entering today, you've lost 52 homers and you've lost 100 and, quick math, a 100 and... 70 RBI, roughly 167. Yeah, that's a problem.
2: That's a, a huge problem. It's a huge problem for a team that, again, going back to the Dodgers comic. Okay, that I think the Rockies can be very much like the Dodgers in terms of trying to lure in hitters. But the one thing that they cannot do is lure in a hitter and miss on that hitter. AKA no more
1: than uh, Daniel Murphy. Desmond, yeah, Daniel Murphy. Uh, right. n- no more of those,
2: right? Absolutely. The Dodgers can afford to miss on those guys. The Rockies cannot.
1: And the thing is, the thing that makes the Dodgers the winners is they often don't miss on those guys.
2: They often don't.
1: Absolutely. Justin Turner was, uh, as in the words of Stephen A. Smith, he was a bona fide scrub when they got him. Max Muncy was a bona fide scrub. And guess what? They're all stars. Yep. And guess what? They're also Rockies killers.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. Well, we know that for sure. We do know that. So, um, so no, let's, let's get to uh, a couple of things that that we heard from Trevor story, because I know a lot of folks are curious about what is going to happen. And again, is there a chance Trevor story comes back to the Rockies? There's always a chance. Is it a high chance? No, it's not by any stretch. And, one thing that jumped out at me we had the chance to talk to trevor earlier today here at chase field one of the things that trevor said he was going to be looking at in the offseason whenever he made the decision wasn't just the franchise as a whole but also specifically the players who were going to be around him on that roster here's what trevor had to say about that
3: you know i think um You know, that, you know, I guess the roster as it stands, you know, whatever at the end of the year. And then, um, you know, obviously just kind of going about and hearing the plan for the future, I think is also very important to me. Um, you know, for whatever teams may be interested. So, um, like I said, there's a lot of things that go into it. And, um, obviously it helps, you know, having that, that roster that's, that's pretty close, you know.
2: So if you think about a roster, And you think about that that might be intriguing to a Trevor story to want to sign with the team as they're currently constructed. He knows what the Rockies have. He knows he's played with these guys, you know, so he has a more intimate knowledge of will a Garrett Hampson take a step. Will a Sam Hilliard take a step. He's already got that figured out in his mind. Now, if you look at that versus a New York Yankees roster, Versus a St. Louis Cardinals roster versus, dare I say, an LA Dodgers roster. Which one do you think is more
1: appealing? And one team, too, well, a few teams I would also think that are um, more dark horses are Cincinnati. They are in desperate need of a shortstop. Kyle Farmer is not a three day shortstop. The Detroit Tigers, they're a rebuilding team. They are. But, I mean, we actually had an article on them. I'm not sure if he will go there because I would not be surprised if Carlos Correa goes there because his former manager, A.J. Hinch, is now the Tigers manager. And then Trevor Story could go to Houston, his home state of Texas. Absolutely. And become their shortstop. And we all know they've got a great roster. Yeah,
2: it's very possible. and. You know, and, and I mentioned the Cardinals in passing, and of course, a lot of people do not think that the Cardinals have the um, salary structure to make that happen. But they'll Trevor, find a way. they'll find a way. They, they did with Nolan. they always whatever, everybody said yeah. yeah. But, but one thing that we know is that Trevor is going to talk to Nolan and to Chuck, uh, Charlie Blackman and to others that he really trusts in the market about what is to come. And here's what he had to say about that.
3: You know, I'm gonna rely on my agent a lot. Um, you know, guys like Nolan, I think, you know, guys like Chuck, I know they they didn't really hit the free agent market, but um, you know, I think their opinion um, on, on what's what's going to happen or, or or you know situations is going to be important to me. So, um, but yeah, you know, I think this decision will be made obviously with a lot of information from other people, but mainly from, you know, me and my family and what we feel like our gut is telling us to do.
2: And I think that a lot of, a lot of Rockies fans need to realize that Trevor, this is the first time that he's really gone through this, you know, and, and it is something to rely on people who have been there, done that uh, is important. And <laughs> One thing that was kind of said off the record today, and, and we thought was kind of funny, or said in passing, not really off the record, but it was said in passing, is that Trevor joked about how many times he's actually already been recruited on the field by other team's players. Uh, you know, just in those little conversations at second base, which I think is hilarious. So,
1: and by the way, it's not just him; it it happens with no, it happens if it's if it's good players it. It's going to happen with everyone. (laughs) Absolutely.
2: So obviously a lot of stuff that we got from Trevor, in addition to those quotes we just played, you're going to see a lot on our site coming up about Trevor, about Charlie Blackman, about the Rockies off season, you know, Noah, as we've committed to, you know, at least, at least one new article every day, as well as a podcast every week talking about the Rockies and making sure that we're staying up with what's going to be a very interesting off season. I think.
1: Yeah, and hopefully we will have more content through the offseason for you. Some exclusive content as well. And hopefully, hopefully we'll have a winter meetings that are in person. That'd Quite nice, frankly, huh? I doubt it at this point, but we can all hope. How crazy would that be, huh? And if it does happen, if I'm not mistaken, it will happen in Nashville, Tennessee which well, that will be in the second week of December, if I'm not mistaken.
2: I say bring it on. You know what I'm saying? I think uh, to have in-person stuff is always a good thing.
1: Hey, you guys had an in-person meeting yesterday, too.
2: About this, It's crazy talk, man. I tell you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, and, and I will say today was the first time that we had a kind of an in-person meeting in the dugout with Bud. Uh, all the scribes there together, and it felt like the old home. Uh, you know, it was, it was actually a pretty cool thing. So,
1: well, it was funny. It was, it was when I was at Coors. I think, I think it was uh, it was either Ryan Feltner or Colton Wilker because both were called up and during that homestand. And Bud Black, no, what it was, it was Austin Gomber because that's when he went on the sixty day injured list, and. Bud Black, it was right in the middle of it. And Bud comes in and interrupts and says, hey, why do we have to have something in person? And, and of course, he, he used a little bit of colorful language in it, too. That's a, it's a rough transcription of what he said. Um, and he was like, I, I don't think you guys get to talk to him in person. Sorry.
2: <laughs> Gotta love Bud Manate. He is a great individual. no so doubt about it. Oh my That's
1: gosh. Bud Black.
2: That's Bud. <laughs> yeah we'll certainly miss uh miss the uh the buddyisms uh, in the off season but who knows who knows uh, when we'll see a uh, manager black again uh we'll
1: but no it will be soon especially I like hope, at the winter meetings
2: i hope so that'd be fantastic well my friend it's time for me to go in and watch the rest of this baseball game here in arizona
1: and enjoy the rest of the baseball today six games that mean something for the playoffs Hopefully, we'll have baseball on Monday, too.
2: Well, even though it's the offseason, even though it's the last day of the season, you know what we always say here, Noah? Go Rockies.
1: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.